the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Yeah, that's my producer in the background yelling and screaming. No, uh, I am Black, and you are back to be an under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. This is your hour of power. This is where we're working to be a little bit better today than we were yesterday. And if we get tomorrow, a little bit better tomorrow than today. But today, we're going to go back in time. We're going to go back to the diaper stage. We're going to go back to being like a child. And that's what we're calling today's show, is like a child. Because, man, it's what we call family of origin issues. You know, we talk about this all the time, that by the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. And by map of reality... I mean the basic structure of one's beliefs. And we don't just get to where we are by chance. Uh, We are meaning makers. Remember we talked about this uh, study of logotherapy, right? And uh, it's the will to meaning. That's what logotherapy is. It's derived from the two words. uh, Greek word logos uh, is meaning. That's what logos means. It's meaning. Uh, and therapy, which is defined as a condition, illness, maladjustment. So Dr. Viktor Frankl is the one who has came up with the concept, uh, and he came up with the concept under adverse circumstances. He was an occupant, not a runner, but an occupant of Auschwitz while the Nazis still ran it. Uh, and logotherapy is the pursuit of meaning for one's life. If you've never read the book, highly recommend it. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. And basically, logotherapy is based on the premise that the human person is motivated by a will to meaning, an inner pull to find meaning in life. Uh, Following tenets represent the basic principles of logotherapy. Life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable ones, right? And you see now how this whole uh, abortion debate, right? Uh, do we abort a child that might have a handicap? Do we abort a child that might be a burden for longer than 18 years? Do we abort a child <clears throat> because the mom just went out for a fun time that evening and uh, didn't mean for what to happen to happen? You know, so it, it, this is important question. Life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable ones. Number two, our main motivation for living is our will to find our purpose. Isn't that strange? That one of our purposes in life is to find our purpose in life. That's <laughs> interesting if you think about it. Our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in life. And lastly, we have freedom to find meaning in what we do 
and what we experience. That's the key. And so what you got to realize is that a lot of things stem from our childhood. Uh, even the good book talks about our childhood a lot. And so we're going to go into all that because you got to understand why this matters. It matters because these are family of origin issues. We are like a computer. That's what I said. We are like a computer. We are programmed. We are programmed through our past. We are programmed through society. We are programmed through the uh, the intimate environments that we have, you know, in our home life. You know, when the, the door shuts and you're a little kid and you got mom and dad or mom and boyfriend or dad and girlfriend, whatever in that house, right? Uh, for a lot of people, what happens in this house stays in this house. You know, it's like Vegas for a lot of people. Uh, and one thing I've learned in next year will be 30 years I've been in life transformational business. And I learned a long time ago that most, not some, most people uh, have issues stemming from their childhood. Some have a very traumatic childhood like I did. Many people I know had a very traumatic childhood. And why it matters is because we put belief systems in place. And those belief systems dictate everything we do. That's why I tell the story. Um, During World War II, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, the Philippines has like 7,000 islands. You know, when I was reading the story, I'm thinking they got to have 100 islands or something. They got like 7,000 islands. Of course, they got the main island, a little bit of land masses, but multiple islands. And for a while, the Japanese controlled the Philippines. And so what the Japanese would do, knowing that MacArthur made a promise. MacArthur said, I will return, right? It's the original uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back, right? That's what he said, I shall return. And so the Japanese knew that the Americans, the Allies, would come at some point uh, to take back the Philippines, or at least attempt to take back the Philippines. And so what the Japanese did is they planted soldiers on these uh, remote islands. And many, there was no one on these islands. They were uninhabited. Uh, They were just basically a bunch of brush and trees and bushes and stuff like that. And so the idea would be this. As the Allies were coming from afar uh, to land on the mainland to take back the island of the Philippines, if you will, uh, then they would be prepared for the battle. And so this is a true story. If you ever remember Gilligan's Island when I was a kid, I'm 56 years old. So I remember they did an episode, a Gilligan's Island episode of this story, I'm telling you. And so what happened about 20, 25 years after the war, one of these islands that was uninhabited before started becoming populated. They were doing ag, they were farming, uh, they were uh, doing animal, you know, um, feeding sheep. I'm pretty sure it's sheep out there. So they had sheep and they plant some things and all that. And then they started getting these reports. And at first they were just reports of animals being killed and harassed. And then actually I read the story, it was actually killed about six people. And so now the government gets involved because they're wondering what's going on. There's some crazy Filipino out there that's uh, attacking and killing uh, his own people and and causing havoc. And so they attempted to take this guy out, find out what was going on. And eventually they did find out that this was a Japanese soldier. Yeah, there was still a Japanese soldier on that island. Uh, And he believed that the war was still going on. Now, the war ended 25 years ago. And any normal human being knew the war ended uh, 25 years ago. But again, this guy believed. This is why it doesn't matter what reality is. What matters is what you believe reality is because no one responds to reality. We respond to our belief about reality. And so this gentleman believed the war was going on. They actually figured out who this guy was. 
And so they would drop leaflets. Uh, they would send people from his past, uh, his military past, uh, former commanders, all to get him on the island to get him off. Say, hey, dude, it's over. You've been here a long time. The war's been over. He didn't believe any of it. He thought it was all propaganda. So they were the, the Philippine government was going to have to take him out. He was a threat. He'd killed people. He was harassing well. people. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically set up in a tree, sit there for a while, and take him out with a bullet to the head. The Japanese government said, give us one last chance. And so they did. So they brought in an old World War II aircraft, anchored off the coast, brought in a retired military officer from World War II, put his uniform back on him. After a week of having that, that ship anchored off the coast, knowing that he was a good soldier, he'd do his recon, they had a landing party. They had this Japanese, retired Japanese officer sit there with his back to the ocean, the ceremony of teas laid out, and it was hours later. Through the thicket, through the bush, comes this soldier, still in uniform. And they took him back to Japan. And you know what they did to him? They didn't throw him in a psych ward. They didn't throw him in prison. They didn't throw him in military custody. You know what they did? They made him a national hero. And what the Japanese told that soldier was what I told myself for a decade looking in the mirror when I first started this journey. They said, well done, soldier, but the war's over. Well done, soldier. But the war's over. And that represents every single human being. That's a metaphor. Because we're all living in old programs. We're all living in belief systems that were put in place when we were four, five, and six years old. And today, I want to break that down to you. I'm going to go through Dr. Adler. I'm going to show you the effect of our childhood belief systems. And then I'm going to unpack it more and tell you why this matters. Because we live in a world that is treating you like a child. We live in a world that is working to get your children and there's a reason behind it and unless you understand it unless you're prepared then you're going to be just fodder uh, for the frenemy i am black we'll be right back most of the actual fighting will be done by small robots could easily be accomplished with a computer This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
You can make a child's Christmas brighter with a gift of a toy. Hi, this is Marine veteran Tyler Kistner. Many families, including those of our military, are struggling this Christmas. Show you care by donating a new toy to help a local child in need by December 13th at one of our nine convenient locations. Christian Heritage Academy, Superior Service Center of Apple Valley and Egan, Cedarwood Church, Champion Plumbing Egan, Creative Color, the Dance Complex in Maple Grove, and many more. Visit KistnerForCongress.com for complete details. Help make a child smile this Christmas. Paid for by Tyler Kistner for Congress. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. I'm Al Gore. I used to believe that children were our future, but they're not. They're a threat to our very existence. Children are urinating in our pools, our lakes, and our oceans, causing glaciers to melt at an alarming rate. They dig up our beaches and then eat the sand. The damage to our coastline is irreversible. We have to join together and destroy the children before it's too late. Our future depends on it. Oh, man, I am black, and that's satire. Please know that is satire, but it's funny. That's funny. I don't care who you are, that's funny. Uh, and today we're talking about being like a child. And, you know, it's, uh, it's silly. I'm sure that was a Saturday Night Live there. Uh, John and found it, and so true. But you know, it's like the world feels that way because the world is going after our children. And if you're a parent, you got to know this, man. You you've been blessed, parents. You've been blessed. The, God has put that child under your authority, under your responsibility. Uh, it is an awesome responsibility being a parent. It's one of the most incredible jobs I've ever been allowed to have. I'm the father of four, but it's also one of the most guilt-ridden jobs that you could ever ask for. Because whenever a child does anything, most parents, I'm say most parents say, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? When they don't do this, what did I do wrong? We always go back to us thinking, wow, what did I do wrong as a parent? How did I teach them this and that? Because remember, they're byproducts. We're all byproducts of the environment. Remember in epigenetics, uh, we're told that we are basically a community of 300 trillion cells all driven by their environment. And you understand what he was talking about. See, we always believe that the, the, the cell was driven by the nucleus. 
uh, and we found that that's not true. And Dr. Bruce Lipton, uh, Lipton in his book, um, Biology of Belief, I believe it is, Biology of Belief, yeah, that's it, um, he said that, that we always believed that the nucleus was the driver of the cell. He said, but we've been wrong. It's the cell membrane that basically dictates the cell. And so he said technically, and this is almost a quote, that we are basically a community of 300 trillion cells all driven by our environment. And one of the most ultimate environments, if you think about it, is where we grow up. I mean, what, whatever happens to us, look at the, uh, the, the child uh, sex trafficking now. Look at the child pornography. Uh, look at uh, the child abuse. And that's why it's such a big deal. That's why I know a lot of people that their number one issue is abortion. Why? Because they believe that we are to help those that are the least defensible. They can't defend themselves. A child can't defend themselves. A little bit, when I hear about children being abused and abandoned and neglected, it rips my soul out. And then if you put one in the womb, they even have less control, right? At least when they're on their own, they can talk and they can run and they can do whatever. They might be able to get away some strange way. But in the womb, you're in a totally controlled environment. And so I want you to think about the story I told right before break about the Japanese soldier who had the total belief that the war was still raging 25 years after it was over. And so he was still acting as if, that's the key. Based on his belief systems, he was acting as if. Those belief systems was from 30 years ago. This is why it's so metaphorically accurate to tie that to us as a child. As a child, we put in this construct. We make meanings. That's what logotherapy says. We have this innate desire to find our purpose in life. That's what logotherapy is. And find your meaning in life, your purpose for life. Why did God give you breath? Why did he uh, uh, breathe life in that carbon-based life form and put you on this planet? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? And for those of you that are blessed that God chose you, because if you're a child of God, the only reason you chose God is because he chose you. And if you're blessed enough that you were one of the chosen, one of the one of the called out ones, what's it called, the ecclesia, the church, then you gotta ask yourself this. Not only did why did God create you and breathe life in that carbon based life form, here's the most important question. Why did God save you? Right? The the um, the ministry of reconciliation, that's what Jesus' ministry was, reconciliation. Why did he save you and keep you here? God's omni, right? Uh, omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipurpose, right? He's got multiple purposes, omnipresent, uh, omniscient, uh, omni-knowing, right? All-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, all-purposes. And so it kind of reminds me of the story. Uh, One of my favorite stories, Reagan used to tell it all the time. There was a couple that had two children, and the parents were worried that the boys had developed extreme personalities. One was a total pessimist, the other total optimist. Their parents took them to a psychiatrist to see what they could do to help them. First, the psychiatrist treated the pessimist. Wanting to brighten his outlook, the psychiatrist took him to a room, piled to the ceiling with brand new toys. But instead of yelping with delight, the little boy burst into tears. Parents, you know this one, right? Oh, so frustrating. Sometimes you just can't hit the mark, right? (laughs) Crying. So what's the matter? The psychiatrist asked, baffled. Don't you want to play with any toys? Yes, the little boy bawled. But if I do, I'd only break them. 
So next, the psychiatrist treated the optimist, wanting to dampen his outlook. So the psychiatrist took him to a room piled to the ceiling with horse manure. But instead of wrinkling his nose in disgust, the optimist emitted just the yelp of delight the psychiatrist had been hoping to hear from his brother, the pessimist. Then he clambered to the top of the pile, dropped to his knees, and began gleefully digging out scoop after scoop with his bare hands. What do you think you're doing, the psychiatrist asked, just as baffled by the optimist that he had been by the pessimist. And what a great retort, right? With all this manure, the little boy replied, beaming, there must be a pony in here somewhere. Right on. Now, if you, yeah, I have four kids, and I raise all of my kids the same, but they're different. They're different. You know, and that's what you got to realize. And so it's not all about what you do. It is part of their innateness. They were gifted. Each child is different. Each human being is different. Each DNA is different. Every fingerprints are different. And the, so there's a lot going on. But I want you to know that we got to deal with, by the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place, their beliefs. And why that matters is because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief. And so Alfred Adler, I talk about him all the time, very famous gentleman. Uh, he worked alongside Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung. Uh, he went and pioneered depth psychology. Uh, you know, Adler's relationship with Sigmund Freud uh, it was pretty close, but Adler was a little bit turned off by his overemphasis of sexuality. But let me read, and this is right from Psychology Today, I think, no, goodtherapy.org. So Contribution to Psychology. It says, quote, uh, Adlerian psychology, as it's known today, continues to pursue the study of overcompensation due to inferiority. Isn't that a great concept? Overcompensation due to inferiority. A lot of people are driven because they're wanting to prove something. Because maybe as a child, they never felt like they belonged. Maybe as a child, they were put down. Maybe as a child, they felt like out of place. And so now they're driven to accomplish something. So he focused in on the study of overcompensation due to inferiority. A central premise of Adlerian psychology is that the unconscious works to convert feelings of inferiority into feelings of superiority. It's a whole Black Lives Matter thing. You got a lot of black people out there that feel insecure. They've been told all their life that they're not this, they're not that. The Democratic Party treats them uh, like they have to be taken care of. Uh, they're not smart enough to get an ID, the Democratic Party thinks. Uh, they can't drive anywhere. They don't want police around. I mean, the Democratic view of black people is pretty disgusting. You can't get more racist than that. And yet, so the, a lot of these people grow up and they feel inferior, inferiority complex. And so now you get these people wanting to feed that, and that's what they're doing. They're manipulating them, feeding it. And so this is why uh, you know, you're a victim, and all white people hate you or putting you down, and the reason you struggle is because you're black. But yet I wonder if the reason they're successful. How do they claim their success if every fault of theirs is because of their skin color? I what about myself. every success? I always wonder about that. So, yeah, I pity myself, absolutely. So Adler's model suggests that behaviors, thoughts, and processing mechanisms are well entrenched in a person by the age of five, and that the relationship the child forms in early life, along with social and environmental forces, are directly responsible for the development of those traits. Isn't that incredible? That's stat stunning if you think about it. And one of his sessions, by the way, and here's why. When he was younger... 
he didn't fit in. Adler didn't fit in. Adler had some inferiority complexes. And so it was that drive. Adler went on to change the face of psychology by innovating the use of therapy in the treatment of many sections of the population. Here's a guy who struggled as a child, who had a lot of things going on, and what he realized is he realized that we use that to drive us. Joseph Goebbels, we talk about this, master orator, propagandist, generally counted the responsible person uh, for presenting a favorable image of the Nazi regime to the German people. Uh, he was exempted from military service during World War I because of his clubfoot presumably a result of having contracted polio as a child, which later enabled his enemies to make fun of him. This defect played a disastrous role in his life by engendering in Goebbels a strong desire to be compensated for his misfortune. So as a child, he created this inferiority, and then he would see how society uh, attacked him for that inferiority, and what happened is he used that to become one of Hitler's right-hand people, and that was used to slaughter 8 to 10 million people. This is why we've got to deal with the programming. We've got to deal with what was put in place when we're four, five, six, eight years old, because we're not that five and six and eight year old anymore. Well done, soldier. But the war is over, and we got to understand how we work like a child sometimes. I'm Black. We'll be right back. I feel all dead inside. I'm back up in a dark corner, and I don't know who's hitting me. Go change your diaper, baby. All in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Doesn't really matter who you are, where you are, where you live, you have a 20 family. People reach a crisis moment and they don't see any other way out. Suicide is the fourth leading cause of death for people ages 25 to 34. People struggle with it every day. Hi, I'm Congressman Tom Emmer. If you or your loved one struggles with their mental health or thoughts of suicide, know you're not alone. Reach out for help and talk to someone. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters in this station. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. 
take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. And today, we're talking about being like a child. You know, it's interesting because the Bible uh, talks about this on a regular basis. I'm going to talk about it in a moment. But uh, I want to tell you how it works because I approach this from a psychological point of view. Remember, I actually give you science. I give you psychology, biology here. Right, my 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 disciplines are transactional analysis with Dr. Eric Byrne, neuro linguistic programming, Dr. Milton's Erickson and Virginia Satir, multiple intelligences, uh, Dr. Howard Gardner, logotherapy, Dr. Victor Frankel, uh, canine, uh, constant never ending improvement, Dr. W. Oh. Edwards Deming, emotional intelligence, Dr. Dan Goldman, um, epigenetics. Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Bruce Lipton. This is what I'm bringing you. Follow the science, baby. It's all about the science. And what I do is I take it and I wrap it all in the Word of God. Because the Bible says that all wisdom comes from God. And the Bible even says that if you don't believe in God, you're a fool. Uh, and so if they can't get the first decision right about is there a God or not a God, why would you listen to anything else they have to say? Because the Bible says that's a fool. I'm not saying it. I'm telling you what God says. And God's our daddy, Abba Daddy. I don't care. As I tell people, uh, there are no grandkids in heaven, people. There is one father in heaven, and that's uh, Abba, his daddy. It's your Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, right? That Elohim, that, that's our father. And then uh, our, his son is begotten son, Jesus Christ, and we're all brothers and sisters. My kids, if they're children of God, and I believe they are, are my brothers and sisters in heaven. When I baptize my son, I baptize him as my son now and my brother in heaven. And so I'm telling you how you work. This is why I do my leadership training. Uh, and go to likeitmatters.net. We have one more class left. We're at 12 people. It's technically a full class, but I'll put you in if you want to change your life. If you want the best Christmas you've had in decades or ever, then get in class. Go to likeitmatters.net. I teach you how to work. Uh, how you work, and then how to work based on who you are, based on what you want, based on where you're going. That's it. The radio show is a follow-up. It's to k- keep the keep you growing, keep getting better, because learning is a lifelong process. We never stop learning until the day we take our last breath and open our eyes in the presence of Jesus. And so that's what this radio show came from, is the incredible growth that takes place in my training, continuing the journey. And so by the time a child is five years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place, Dr. Alfred Adler taught us. Uh, and I teach you why that matters and how it's true. Uh, 
And so there's something uh, in transactional analysis called life scripts. And there are similar frames. In NLP, we call them frames. The frame you put around something uh, gives it value. It's like you're dealing with frames right now. See, a narrative is a frame. Uh, a narrative is a script. And right now, there's a narrative that, right, black is good and white is bad. I mean, perfect example. This is why you got to get off your emotional responses to things. And I don't care if you vote Democrat or Republican. I don't care if you love Biden or love Trump or hate Biden or hate Trump. Stop with the emotional stuff. That's what kids do. Stop the it. Kids get emotionally wrapped up. But adults learn to process. Adults don't shut down. That's what, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, when they talk about the love chapter, you know, it's cool because it's also right in there where God says, uh, quit acting like a child. You know, when you were a child, you did childish things. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. When you grow up, you need to quit letting emotions run you. So look at this whole thing uh, in Wisconsin that took place, right? This whole deal. And now you're looking at reported difference. CNN, now here, how many people died? Seven. How many people are damaged? But here in Waukesha, uh, CNN tweeted this on Sunday. Waukesha will hold, what is it, Waukesha? Waukesha? Waukesha will hold a moment of silence day, marking one week since a car drove through a city Christmas parade. Isn't that, isn't that nice? Just a car drove through it. That's funny. I remember Charlottesville. You know, we just heard it in the last Virginia governor's race. Uh, one person was killed by a guy driving his car on the side. And you would think that that was the worst thing. Now, I'm not downplaying this woman dying. Please hear that. But it, every time it's brought up, it's brought up as the worst day next to January 6th in the history of the United States. Pearl Harbor's not even close to that one person dying by, hit by a car. And all we keep hearing is a white supremacist, white national, Trump, Trump. But yet here a guy, and so it's told different. So here's why it's told different. It's a different narrative. See, there are, me- there are elements of a narrative that you buy into. Each one of them is kind of a spear into the narrative, and the left has a narrative. This is why they, quote, try to make it seem like the car did it, right? A car drove through, right? The car did it. It wasn't the person. But in Charlottesville, it was the person, the evil man, the Trump supporter, the evil Trump supporter that killed the person. Here, seven people are dead, and a lot of people injured, a lot of babies, kids, right? So here's why. The narrative is being met. So let me count the ways. And this was from an article. great by Dinesh uh, D'Souza. He says, here's the five Pete's. He said, let's count the ways. One, why this narrative is different than every other narrative. One, the race of the alleged attacker, he was black. So it doesn't fit the narrative that black's good and white's bad. Two, the race of the victims were all white. That's not bad. So white people dying, who cares about that? It's part of life. Three, the suspect was a BLM fanboy. Right? Anti-white views. Just read his posts. Four, the victims were participating in a Christmas parade, which is a holiday they hate, the left hates, right? I mean, I got this article, BLM launches Christmas campaign against white supremacist capitalism. Right? So even BLM's against Christmas and Turk, uh, Thanksgiving because they said, quote, uh, you all eating dry turkey and overcooked stuffing on stolen land and bash Christmas. Isn't that great? So this is why the narrative is not met. They need you to believe a certain thing. And if you don't believe the certain thing, then that doesn't work. And so they put together a narrative. Number five, by the way, because there was five things Dinesh D'Souza said. 
this DA that let this guy out, let, he had an active bail. He had an active uh, arrest warrant. He had he had uh, out on bail for two different activities he'd done, crimes. And yet the DA let him out basically almost on a cashless bail. I think it was 1000 bucks. Why does that m- not matter? Because he's a Soros-funded DA. You just got to understand what's going on. This is not a political thing. This is about wake up, people. We're warriors. And I have a couple sayings when it comes to warriors. I would much rather be prepared for a battle that does not take place than not be prepared for one that does. You got to know that, warriors. That's great. I, I hope there's a lot of battles I prepare for that never take place. But all it takes is one to take place that you weren't prepared for, and it's the end of the line. That's it, and man. Then the game piece, over, man. Yeah, it's game over. Game over. Because you weren't prepared. And then this six P's of preparation, right? I learned this as a 17-year-old in Fort Bliss, Texas, in the Army. Proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance. That's why. So we have these life scripts that are put together in childhood. What they are is we create stories about our lives, what they have been and what they will be. This starts in childhood where we weave our perceptions of ourselves and the world around us. This is what Dr. Adler is talking about when he says our map of reality is in place. These life scripts then continue to have a deep and unconscious, get this, that's the key word, a deep and unconscious effect on how we live our lives. They affect the decisions we make. They control what we think we could easily do and can never do. They shape our self-image, and yet we seldom realize where they come from or even do not even know they exist at all. Our life scripts are often encouraged and shaped by parents, Uh, and other family members whose life scripts were shaped by their parents and so on. In this way, we become a product of our family's history. Likewise, our scripts are also woven by cultural and national forces. And right now, the scripts that they're running on are not good. Let me tell you what they're doing. They're coming after our children because they know this. This, they know this. Grooming. This is an article today. I got out of the newspaper, grooming woke schools brainwash kids using the same tactics deployed by pedophiles. Remember, we're unconscious creatures. And so selling is nothing more than gaining agreement. I teach gaining agreement skills. And selling is nothing more than gaining agreement for someone to buy your product, your service, your hand in marriage, your belief in God, a willingness to sleep with you, whatever it is you're selling. And so sales is unconscious. You know, as you're asking someone if they're interested in buying, you're shaking your head. You never give someone a yes or a no question. You always uh, give them a choice. Would you like two of those or three of those? Would you like to do this Tuesday afternoon or is Thursday morning better for you? See, all sales is psychology. Your best salespeople have been trained how to work at the unconscious level to remove a barrier to get to the point of sell and yes or no. This is what you got to get. And so children are being groomed into believing they themselves are transgender and that the gender theory is a legitimate concept. This is why they want to get them at five years old. My my six-year-old wants to drive a car. My six-year-old wants to have candy at 8 o'clock at night. My six-year-old wants to drink soda all day long. I say no. And now five-year-olds are telling their parents that they want to get a sex change operation, and now uh, they have to allow it. Schools are now uh, letting kids pick whatever gender they want to be and not telling their parents. So you got to understand what's going on. This is not uh, just an accidental thing. This is a conscious thing going on. The world is working to get to our children to change the narrative. 
because if we can get them at five and six years old to make them confused about their sexuality, to make them think that if you're white, you're evil, and if you're black, you're a victim, imagine at a five and four, five and six years old and growing up all your life with the same message over and over, you're evil or you're a victim, you're evil, you're a victim, you're evil, you're a victim. If that's the message over and over and over and over, how do you think you're going to act? See, we are creatures of habit. And one thing about the unconscious mind, because I teach you how your unconscious mind works, is the unconscious mind treats everything as if. As if. It doesn't have to do with reality. The unconscious mind does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. It treats everything as if. And today we're talking about programming of the mind, and we're talking about what happens when we are like a child. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The Division of Salem Media Group. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. 
Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. The kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Got hairy legs. That's enough. Put down the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. I hope that's not my listeners. Hey, I am black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about, uh, you know, being like a child. And, you know, there's always double entendre. There's always multiple meanings. You know, we're, we're called to be like a child, but yet we also got to be aware of like a child, we can't be manipulated because children are easily manipulated. Before the break, I was talking about an article I got from Western Journal talking about grooming woke schools, brainwashed kids using the same taxes deployed by pedophiles. Children are groomed into believing they themselves are transgender. Right? I mean, you can just Google this all over the Internet. You'll see it. Where fifth, uh, first grade teachers, second grade teachers, third grade teachers, fifth grade are bragging about how they share their queerness, how they share their gayness, and how they're secret, where they look out the LGBTQT people, look out for kids that are searching for confusion about their gender, and they actually pull them aside. They tell them whatever happens here at school stays at school. We won't let your parents know. Uh, they A lot of school districts now let the kid decide if you want to be called by a certain gender, go ahead. We'll call you by that, and don't we won't let the parents know. I mean, they're going around the parents. This is exactly what a pedophile does. Uh, in an August article for Psychology Today, Kelly Palfi, Ph.D., um, a, tra- a trained trauma therapist and expert on male sexual abuse, wrote about how sex offenders groom their victims for abuse. Quote, Grooming techniques are the deliberate, carefully orchestrated acts and gestures offenders engage in. The acts are all legal and not harmful in themselves. Do you hear that? The acts are all legal and not harmful in themselves, but later recognized as offenders. Preparation process designed to win the affection, trust, and loyalty of a potential victim. Look at this Giselle thing, the whole thing with uh, uh, what's going on at Epstein Island. A lot of these girls were young, impressionable. They want to make it. They want to be Hollywood stars. Someone tells them they're beautiful. Someone tells them they're pretty. So they're easily manipulated. The whole Me Too movement, uh, the whole Time is Up movement is all about how young people are manipulated. And yet now we're going after them five and six years old. And if I bring this up, I'm a conspiracy theorist. He says, quote, perhaps the most egregious example of schools using these sorts of tactics was seen over the past few months when numerous reports from across the country revealed that books containing child pornography had been made available in various school libraries. Underage children should not be exposed to pornography, people. They especially should not be exposed to child pornography. In other words, depictions of children having sex. You might ask why. Simple. This makes them believe having sex is normal. See, this is the thing. Wanting to make what is abnormal, we talk about abnormal all the time, normal. That's what the world wants to do. That's what Romans 12, 2 says, to transform your thinking, to not conform to the thinking of this world. Abnormal. Offenders may inquire about their target's present knowledge of sex or introduce them to pornography, often leaving around for easy detection. This is what pedophiles do. They let kids see this sexuality. It opens a curiosity. Uh, it, it makes it look normal. It makes it look like people are doing this all over. 
The, porno- the pornography may depict other children engaged in sexual acts and is designed to establish interest and provoke arousal while lessening resistance toward engaging in such acts themselves. This is right from a psychological handbook. Another grooming technique used by the woke educators and pedophiles is the deception of parents. They often befriend the parents and are deceivingly transparent about their intentions to befriend their children, hoping to mislead the parent into feeling at ease. Many schools across the country are doing the exact same thing. Some have even instituted policies requiring staff to not inform parents if their child has a socially is, has socially transitioned. In other words, began identifying at school. On October 22nd in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, school administrators sent a letter to parents announcing the school would no longer ask for parental consent if their child changed his or her gender pronouns or name in the classroom. So parents don't even get to understand. And then he goes on his article. says, perhaps the most disgusting tactic used by pedophiles is the stalking and targeting of vulnerable children. Offenders are thought to have a radar for children in disadvantaged situations. Vulnerable children include those who haven't yet learned that some people can't be trusted, those with low self-esteem, those in need of friends. These people are being stalked, targeting vulnerable kids, just as a pedophile would do. It's happening all around us. These teachers and educators may not be pedophiles, but there's no denying they're predators. They're looking to indoctrinate young boys and girls in much the same way pedophiles do. And why does this matter? Because now as a parent, your job's to protect them. And now look what the de- uh, Department of Justice is doing. Right here in Texas. Remember, I'm in Dallas. Uh, my radio show emanates from Minneapolis. It's my second home. But here, here's an article in today's paper. Welcome to Round Rock, Texas, where the Round Rock Independent School District decided that its police department designed to handle on-campus issues should go out in the city and arrest a couple of men who confronted the school board, according to City Journal. In August school board meeting, Jeremy Story, a minister, produced what he said was evidence the Round Rock School Superintendent Hafed Asais had assaulted a mistress. City Journal reported Aziz cut Story off in mid-sentence and had police remove him from the room. In September, Dustin Clark, a retired Army captain, other parents objected to being locked out of a school board meeting and unable to speak on the district's mask mandate. There was also a tax issue. But Board President Amy Wire responded by ordering police to remove Clark. But it didn't end there. Listen carefully. A few days later, the school board sent its police to the homes of Story and Clark to arrest them on charges of disorderly conduct and disrupting a meeting. And we all know what's going on in Virginia. We've seen it. Why does this matter? Ladies and gentlemen, we are called to be like a child. I mean, think about this, how much God, God talks about this. The reason I bring up the God piece is God's a father. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But God is our father. And like a good father, he looks out for his children. And there's a lot of things in the Bible, right? I mean, Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, or even when he is old, he will not depart from it. See, God's telling you, God made us. God's our creator. It's like going to Henry Ford and asking him about the Model T. It's like going um, to, uh, who's the guy? Who's the richest guy in the world, uh, the best doctor in the world, the Windows creator? Um, can't even think of his name now. But if you want to know about how Windows works, you'd go to him, right? Or how about the guy who created Apple, right? 
If you want to know how the Apple's operating system goes, you go to ask him. You'd go to the creator of something, and you would ask them. And so God is our creator. And so God knows how he made us. I, I know your frame, God says through the psalmist. He, God says he knew us before we were even stitched together in our mother's womb. He made us. He knows us long before we were ever a single cell. He knows our first day and our last day. He knows that how we're programmed as children will dictate what happens later in life. That's why he says, that's why the proverb says that, to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. It doesn't mean he's not going to have problems. See, Solomon's advice to parents is to train a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will remember it. It'll be ingrained, if you will. Raising a child and training a child within the context of this proverb means that it begins with the Bible. Remember, all scriptures God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. My little boy loves the Bible. He's six years old. Teaching children the truths of scripture will make them wise for salvation, thoroughly equipping them to do good works. Prepare them to give an answer to everyone who asks for the reason for their hope, and prepare them to withstand the onslaught of cultures bent on indoctrinating young people with secular values, right? And think about this. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. God even tells us we got to be like children. You know why? Because children are joyful until they get tainted by the world. Children have expectations, good expectations, always want more stuff until they get tainted by the world. Kids are trusting. They will trust anybody. We've got to teach them not to get in a car with a stranger until they get tainted by the world. Kids are innocent. Children are not perfect, but they have a level of innocence. They're not tainted by the ways of the world yet. But now the world wants to get them when they're young, taint them, teach them about homosexuality, teach them about transgender, teach them about their evil or their victim. Don't you see why? And then humbly. The biggest one is kids are humble. They know they need other people. And ladies and gentlemen, you've got to realize the last verse that the Bible talks about with children is this, uh, that God is a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, third and fourth generation. In other words, the sins of the father go three and four generations. It's not a curse. God's saying that we set people up. Molesters usually begat molesters. Abusers usually begat abusers. Alcoholics usually begat alcoholics. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why I do what I do. We can scratch those CDs. We can break those LPs. We can pull on that 8-track. And we can change the programming. You are not a product of your past. Yeah, it's part of you. But you can take charge of your life and start changing those belief systems. That's what I'm here for. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. The kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. I be normal. I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidi. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited 
before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.